So if you're looking for a new group of voters, where should the Republican Party look? I thought I had all the answers, but uh, Lori Sanders has a great piece in the uh, Weekly Standard suggesting that Republicans look at a new group of voters. Lori, so much. Uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. So Lori Sanders at the Art Street Institute. Who are these voters the Republican Party should be reaching out to? Well, one thing I think the Republican Party has really failed at doing, um, although I think there's there's turnaround soon to be um, to be made, but so far Republicans aren't courting um, the votes of people living in poverty or the votes of people whose you know primary issue that they care about is people who live in poverty. So, uh, people who live in poverty that sounds to a lot of Republicans, and I will confess, like me, as people who are getting benefits from a large government. Why would the Republican Party be talking to them, and what would the Republican Party's message be to them? Well, I think that really the Republican Party is the only party that's going to have a long-term answer for, for people who live in poverty. Um, I mean, right now, you know, we've seen, you know, 50 years of a war on poverty that has done really nothing to reduce the long-term poverty rates. Um, and so the Republican Party agenda is one that actually, you know, is an agenda of opportunity. I mean, people who live in poverty aren't these terrible, horrible people who just want to stay there, you know, in perpetuity. You know, they're people just like us who, you know, through some circumstance in their life ended up where they are and want, you know, to, to rise up just as much as everyone else wants to rise out of their current station. And, you know, Republicans really have the agenda for that, or at least they should, uh, Lori Sanders, the piece you have in the current edition of the Weekly Standard, along with Eli Lair, points out that the poverty rate right now is only about four points lower than when Lyndon Johnson declared a war on poverty back in 1964. Have things really improved so little? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, the poverty statistics are always difficult because, you know, as people, you know, get older and things, you know, it's, on, it's only capturing a certain point in time. And certainly, you know, someone who is in poverty when they're younger may rise out over time as new people, you know, get started and leave college and things like that. But generally, the, the statistics haven't really changed. It's hovered somewhere between, you know, 11 and 17 percent of the population. And what's scary about it today, I think, versus you know, maybe, you know, 30 years ago, is that there's all sorts of information that show that it really is harder to rise out of poverty now. So maybe the, the permanent poverty rate isn't so much the issue as it is like a lack of mobility for people who are in poverty. You know, as wealth continues to concentrate towards, you know, the upper quintile, it's harder and harder if you're, you're born somewhere poor to, to rise out, which is just the antithesis of everything America is supposed to be about. But you understand why Republicans hearing this would say, wait a minute, you sound awful lot like the uh, kook at the Occupied movement who was blocking my way into lunch every day a few months ago. Is, is there a policy pl- path that matches uh, Republican or conservative principles that you want to put forward? Sure. I think there's been, you know, especially in sort of the Republican thought movement, um, there's been a lot of thought given lately to the problems that Americans are, are actually facing and the things that are affecting the lower middle class and people in poverty. You know, people like Ramesh Panuru, like Michael Strain at AEI, um, these guys are thinking long and hard about, you know, what we should do to, you know, rein in rising health care costs, which disproportionately, you know, hurt people in the lower middle class or, what we should do, you know, about long-term unemployment, which is, you know, something that's only going to decrease people's mobility. Um, so I think I think there's a lot of creative things that you could do that still fall under a conservative agenda. The problem is right now we don't seem very willing to talk about it. 
I mean, even simple things that, that actually would make government smaller, right? Like, you know, lowering um, licensing restrictions and things like that. Um, what do you mean that, by lowering you know, licensing restrictions? That hurt poor people. What That's you, something that Republicans should be all over. What do you mean by lowering licensing requirements? Well, you know, so right now, um, for people who want to enter certain fields, there's, you know, all sorts of licensing restrictions, you know. I mean, and maybe some fields, certainly I do want my doctor to, you know, be able to prove that he is able, you know, or my surgeon to be able to prove he can, you know, do brain surgery on me. But is it really necessary if I want to go get my teeth whitened at the mall down the street that that person have a license saying that they've taken all of these classes, they've been to a school, they've passed all of these tests? I mean, it's just a racket to protect dentists. And I mean, I love my dentist as much as the next guy, which I guess maybe isn't that much since people hate to go. But I don't think that, you know, the dentist should be able to protect their right to teeth whitening. You know, these are the types of jobs that get people out of poverty. But, I mean, do you really have a, uh, you know, a, a message when you're talking about hair, you know, places and, and modest licensing like that? I think there's a broader message that a lot of people have tied into, which is the um, we want to be on the side of people who work for a living message. And right, certainly. So how do you reconcile the, the premise that the Republican Party should be the party of work with the Republican Party being the party of people who are at $15,000 or lo- less in income. Right. So I think that is one of, one of the harder parts is, you know, we, sure, we certainly shouldn't abandon our, our dedication to work. Work has all sorts of benefits, you know, both psychological, you know, it helps, um, it helps children to have the good example of working parents. Um, and obviously, it, you know, increases productivity in the economy. Work is good for everyone. Um, but we also sort of have to realize that, Right now, we're in a tough time for jobs. I mean, we can add all the work requirements we want to welfare, but if you're someone with only a high school education, finding work is going to be very difficult for you. So, you know, maybe it's a renewed emphasis on certain types of training programs. Maybe it's a program where you can cash out a lump sum of your long-term unemployment benefits so that you can relocate to an area where there is work. Um, There are all sorts of things that, ways we could restructure existing programs to help people find that work that we want to require them to have to receive federal benefits. Uh, I still think that you're swimming upstream on the big conversation. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like you're having a specific conversation. Then again, micro-targeting voters is the way to go based on the last election cycle or so, I'm told. So is that your thought, that the GOP would kind of micro-target people earning $15,000 and less with a message that would draw them out? And do they have a chance for success there? You know, that, that's a trickier question. Um, I mean, I certainly hope that, you know, if we could give a message that, you know, we aren't completely opposed to temporary relief and we are, you know, in favor of relief that's going to get you back on path, that that would be a message that would bring out the um, bring out voters that live below the poverty line for Republicans. Um, but I do think that, you know, I mean, the Republican Party can have have numerous different messages. You know, the Obama campaign did this brilliantly. They had micro-targeted messages that arrived in my mailbox exactly when I wanted to read them that appealed to me as a young married woman. Um, This could be just one part of a larger platform, but I think it's an incredibly important part because right now Republicans are just doing terrible on the branding of, you know, how they care about poor people because we're able to produce headlines like we want to cut SNAP by $40 billion. Mm -hmm. But if then again, SNAP is up by 100 percent 
since President Obama's taken oh, office. Oh, certainly. It's not that we shouldn't re-examine the SNAP program. It's just very difficult to say, I'm going to pass a farm bill that gives benefits to millionaire farmers, but I'm going to cut $40 billion from SNAP without providing a real honest discussion outside of sort of the Republicans talking to themselves. Um, about why that should happen and ways that our cutting SNAP will actually help people. Lori Sanders, R Street Institute, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Thank you very much.